Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, lady, you are just in time for episode number 108 and a fun conversation with my friend Stephanie Fletka. So get ready to laugh a little and enjoy some girl time. That's important. We need to do that. We need to do that more as a community. And I'm just so happy that you've chosen to take this time with me and allow me to serve you on this platform. So I really appreciate that. I appreciate you being here and all of your support. And I love you. And so let's go have some fun. Let's do this. How are you doing, girl? I am doing so well. I can't even tell you. Like, it's just, it's one of those days that I can't stop smiling. How about you? Well, you know, I was talking to, we had a luncheon the other day and I was talking to one of my girlfriends and you know how there's people that are so unassuming. You just, you kind of look at them, you peg them for like what you think the the way they dress or, you know, we brand ourselves. Right. Right. And this lady, (laughs) she's like, Oh, my kids, you know, just graduated high school and I'm in a motorcycle club. And it's like, what (laughs) What are you talking about? I love it. She literally has joined a women's biking club and they travel all over the country. And I'm like, okay, I think that's so great. I think, let me tell you why I think it's so great because we are at the age where we are discovering these new things about ourselves and rediscovering the things that we enjoy. I mean, it's just in, in our, my club meeting, you know, I host club BFF on Mondays. It's a group of women that I coach and one of the moms on Monday, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago said that she had just started taking piano lessons. And I have thought about that so many times. I mean, it just, it's little things that we do for ourselves that are needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, what is my next step? I mean, here I am, you know, my kids are teenagers and I have a podcasting studio in the living room. <laughs> well, it looks very professional, darling. You look very fancy. Very they fancy. Are, they are not even shocked at the things that I do anymore. <laughs> I don't think mine are either. I mean, they barely even bat an eye. They barely even bat an eye. It's just like, what is coming next? Okay. Do I look, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think you have to start the crazy early to get them like acclimated. (laughs) Early, the earlier, the better. 
You look darling today. Tell me about well, your blouse. Well, thank you. That's what I want to ask you. Do I look like a lumberjack? This is my Costco <laughs> flannel shirt. <laughs> it looks, it looks, uh, it. it looks more like the gap, you know, it's kind of got that, uh, okay. Cozy white plaid gray feel. It's really pretty. It's the poor man's LL Bean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wearing, I shouldn't a, say that. I'm wearing a red jacket with a little black tank top underneath. And then I've got shorts on under that. So my husband's like, wow, you look like half of you looks great today. <laughs> half of you. That half is so you. funny. Well, you know, I went to the beach last week with the family. Do you oh, remember me telling awesome. you that I was going? I don't know if this is. I went to the beach last week and this is going to crack you up. You're, I, we, I love that we haven't talked because. <laughs> Tell me what you would do in this situation. So my LP2, my little precious number two, who was 21, the first night we got there. Now we're all sitting around. I am fully engaged. We're playing this game. My phone is on the other side of the room. Her phone is next to her. She has already picked it up one time to do a little video for TikTok. And she says to me... <laughs> She says, you know, my friends and I were talking and people y'all's age, they don't know how to handle a cell phone. You know, we grew up with cell phones. We know when it's time to put it away and y'all really oh. don't. And I said, is that, is that a fact? Yes, ma'am. It's a fact. So she told me that she didn't think I could go without my cell phone. And I said, really? Because for me, a cell phone is a tool. And so I can definitely go without my cell phone. So I took the challenge. I accepted the challenge. And for 48 hours, I did not have a cell phone. And I read two books. Wow. I love that your teenager challenged you. I love how they also said like your age doesn't know how to. You're, uh -huh. No, and not a teenager. Okay. Cause she's in her twenties. Oh, she's, she's a 21. young adult. Yes. She's a young adult. And you know that if you'll think back when you were in your twenties, that's really kind. And I'm not saying that she is, but that's a very judgmental time period in your life. That's when you're kind of figuring out, am I going to do it this way? Look at how they're doing this. I don't like that, but I do like this, you know, about all of the people around them, you know, you know everyone. A couple of weeks ago when we had our interview, our podcast interview, and you were saying that, that, you know, a lot of the parents are coming back going, I, and I did, I did a, um, I spoke last week in Peachtree City, Georgia, yes. and with all the moms, and they were telling me exactly what you had said, that in the 20s, they're at this fork in the road where they're like, I'm going to do it differently than you. And how yes. they don't realize it, but it can be hurtful. It's like, I did my best. I gave my all, you know, and um, yeah. So I sat down with my kids and I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that. Like do it on your own terms, but don't come tell me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I did well, my best. I'm already telling them now. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And you're like, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't, well, there's no, maybe it definitely wasn't perfect, but in our minds and in our, I think in our mother's minds, you know, they thought, and we thought I'm giving this my very best. And at the end of this, when they leave the nest, they are going to look back and go, wow, this was so great, you know? And then when you don't always get that, I think it's shocking. And like you said, it can be hurtful, 
but it happens. I mean, these, it just does. It happens. You can, you can do all the things. That's what I tell the moms that I coach on Mondays. You can do everything right and still not get the feedback that you were hoping for or the result that you were hoping for. So exactly. And I think then you start having the kids and then you go back to your parents and you're like, I'm so sorry. And thank you for everything. You know, I have I done that with my mother. A jerk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny that the moms were repeating the same thing. Cause that's what I hear with groups of moms. Some, some it's worse. The scenario is worse than others, but, um, but yeah, that's interesting that you heard the same thing. Totally did. Mm-hmm. And another thing that uh, I've heard people say is, is I gave my life to them. And now yeah. they've just left the nest. They don't call. They don't seem thankful. And they're, they're just chasing them. Like, like, um, they're not thankful for everything I did. And I want them to pay me back for, you know, just like I gave them uh-huh. my life and now they're like, um, they're not grateful. And I think sometimes we've got to find that within ourselves to say, like, I did it on my terms. I did it because I love them. And now I'm going to, you know, find my new life and what I love and what makes me happy, but not like be so needy and chasing them to give you something that they can't offer. Oh, I'm not chasing anybody. (laughs) No, we're not. not, Yeah, but I'm saying I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. I, I, that's when the whole motorcycle group comes into play. <laughs> you're hey, should about. you and I start a motorcycle gang? <laughs> Look, I don't think it would shock one person if we did. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. I think people expect it at this point. You know, I've already jumped out of a plane. So I feel like, right. <laughs> you know, there nothing at this point could scare me too much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'll tell you what will scare you. This is going to scare you the thought of this. So I don't know if you heard this on the news or not. This was out today that the mayor of New York city, Eric, what is his name? Adams have to glance down because I wrote this down this time. All households and businesses have to have wait until 8 p.m. to put their garbage out now because the rat sightings have increased by, let me see, 71% since 2020. 71%. I mean, I know when I got that rat in my minivan, girl, it's hard to get a rat out, especially when there's food around. So when they multiply. Yeah, totally. I actually was, uh, gosh, I had so much crap in my garage one time and I ordered this like diet food that I thought was going to change my life forever. It would Uh literally transform my life. And I ate, I started to eat the food and the more I would cook it, the crunchier it got. I don't even know what that was about. So I I cannot say, (laughs) but it was this big box that they send you. And the more Mac that I kept cooking the macaroni and it was crunchier. Like I could not soften that macaroni. That's probably why, you know, you lose weight because you don't eat it. So I put it in back in the box in the garage and the rats from wherever, maybe the New York rats, they showed up in Georgia (laughs) and they started eating into that box. And then they were like, Uh, this is not good. And they left too. (laughs) So maybe we need to send that food and put it in everybody's garbage in New York City. (laughs) what you're talking about was the box as tall as you are perhaps okay I I don't want to say too much but 
LM and then the letter after this, maybe that's what it started with. But, but I got one of those delivered to me one time. And when I guess it was FedEx or UPS, they were taking it off the truck. And I mean, literally it was as tall as I am. And I got on the phone when I saw who that box was from, I was livid. I got on the phone and called my husband. I was like, this is ridiculous. Have I gained this much weight that he has ordered this for me? <laughs> how did it show up? Who ordered it? Yeah. Um, somebody had stolen our credit card. And so after that, we started getting these Disney books and jewelry. But they, but, they stole your credit card and then sent you some diet. Yes. <laughs> How odd is that? But they I was send, like Prada shoes or anything. It had to be diet food. It has to be diet food. But I thought my husband had done that. I was like, that, what is he that's, doing? That's when the fight began. <laughs> <laughs> it was on. It was on. This communication on a whole nother level. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've had somebody stole my credit card before. We were at a restaurant and they literally just, they're like, uh, we were the only family in that entire restaurant. I mean, it seemed like maybe it was like a drug cartel place. Yeah. Like, okay. We're the only people here. And for 30 minutes, they're like, I'm sorry, man, we can't find your card. And I thought that's so <laughs> odd. I mean, it's just one waiter. <laughs> 30 minutes later, they come back. And before I even got home, which was like 10 minutes, uh, my card had already been used like $750 on Uber Eats in oh. Chicago. That's awful. I'm like, I want to be at that party. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to make me pay for it, at least invite in, me. Invite me, right? Yes. Make sure that I'm there. <laughs> if I'm paying oh for it, I want to be there. Okay. What you sent me, I am still laughing about this. What, what life was like before you had children and what life is like now. Oh that is so funny to me. And let's talk about that. And I'm going to find something that I want to show you that I found at the beach in a shop in Seaside over the weekend that was so funny. I don't, I don't know that my kids would think it was that funny, but I definitely think that you will enjoy it. What was, what did, <laughs> I'm trying to think, oh, the one where you, before kids, you looked all young and fresh and glowy. And then after kids, you look like you were 98. Yeah, <laughs> like the lady one. from the Titanic. All the two years after kids, this is what we look like. You're like so fresh and bam. Oh my gosh. It's I so do. true. Well, what did you find in Seaside? Okay. These are napkins and I should have bought these. I don't know why I didn't, but it says we decided not to have kids. The kids are taking it pretty hard. <laughs> look, can you see this? <laughs> That is, so, you didn't buy those. <laughs> no, I should have. We'll I thought that was it. so cute. Um, well, it's just a couple and they're giving each other a hug, but I thought that was so funny. <laughs> you know, I know before kids, I, I got so much sleep and we would mm -hmm. do like triathlons on the weekend and we would travel. And then suddenly you have to write your will and get insurance policies. Right. And after a while, you're like, it's just too much work to even go out of town. And then when the kids are teenagers, you can, you're just like, see ya. <laughs> oh, and my favorite is when they're teenagers and they'll, I'm looking around for something. They'll start telling you about how they are going to be so much more adventurous. The old, like they'll hint around to you. They're mm -hmm. going to be so much more adventurous when they get older. You know, they don't realize how exhausted they're going to be. <laughs> totally exhausted. You're just like, okay, you have this invisible ball and chain and it's not the husband <laughs> and the spouse. It's... <laughs> 
but you Ooh. love them dearly of and course. would not change one thing that's the thing uh, you just that's what one was asking me about my labor and delivery with my first child it was not the first child but another one was asking me and you know I, I just found myself thinking back about how awful it was but then you know a year later you're ready to do it again so what yeah, is that you about? For, you forget the pain. I do remember I came in all spry with my first child and I was like, my makeup was done. And I said, how can you tell when you're actually going through labor? And she just starts giggling. She just starts giggling. And she's like, honey, you will know. And then <laughs> I came out like mascara was smeared. My hair was sticking up like <laughs> a camel had licked it. And I mean, she's like, now you know <laughs> this this is how you can tell <laughs> this is it I know. oh my gosh you know just minivans full of chicken nuggets and things that smell and you're like how did that where did this even come from I didn't buy those socks those aren't ours uh <laughs> milk oh, that's spoiled you know and it's been there for a month and you're like something has died in the suburban and it you, you know come to find out it's just a sippy cup with old spoiled milk yeah <laughs> it. and it's like do not open this do not open it we are throwing it away and no, um I crazy. was talking to uh the women's group the other day and I was telling them all you know we we're going through my book living your best life and we were just laughing about all of the things that we have done you know, just <laughs> yeah. like how we've survived it. It's like we were sharing war stories, you know? Oh yeah. That's what I was about to say. I feel like a warrior. Yeah. Like am I a captain? <laughs> am I a colonel? Like, I don't even, what level am I? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to tell you this pioneer woman, Reed Drummond has it all figured out. Have you, have I told you this? Have we no, talked about this? I don't think so. She has it all figured out. So I was watching her show probably about a year ago and she was talking about building a smaller house on their property, you know, where she yes. records. So they have that big farmhouse. I can't remember what they call it. The camp house, maybe. So she said that she and her husband, <laughs> I love this, are building a small one. She wants to build a one bedroom, I think, or maybe it's the other way around. Her husband wants a two bedroom to put And She said, well, if we do that, we're going to put the exercise equipment in one of the bedrooms. Anyway, I hope I'm getting this right and not misquoting her, but I know it's very small, one or two bedrooms. And she said, all the kids and their spouses can stay in the big house over I there. I love this We're, idea. Hey, Stephanie, I mean, my oh. antennas went up and I went, this is the way to go with this. And yeah. <laughs> And so we're out to eat at the beach and my daughter, so sweet. She's got these big dreams. She's like, you know what? One day I'm going to take y'all on this trip. It's going to be cold outside. We're going to rent this big house. We may go back to Lake Tahoe. We're going to do this whole deal. And I mean, she was so sweet. She's like, I'm going to fly y'all out there. And, you know, it was, I mean, it was so precious. And she goes, we're all going to stay in this one big house. And I got this visual of my four kids, their spouses, you know, one day and all this. And I kind of looked at my husband and I went, you know what? That is so sweet, but we may meet y'all there. And then we'll <laughs> rent a place next door because I started thinking about Reed Roman and Pioneer Woman. 
I love that idea. You know, I was talking to a mom the other day and I was like, what is, if you had any dream, what would it be? And she said to build a tiny house next to my house where Uh I can sit there and drink wine and read and everything's clean and I can watch what I want. And then I go over to my house where it's crazy and all the kids have like all their pets and all the, you know, all the dogs running around and it's a mess all the time. And she said, I come in, we have dinner. And then I'm like, I love you guys. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Sleep tight and don't let the bed bugs bite. I know. I just think the whole, and I had a friend that came not too long ago. She came by from out of town with her husband, three boys, and they are Oh, she doesn't have one in their twenties yet. I think the oldest is 15 or 16, but she started talking about how she wanted a place at the beach when they retired. And she said, I just want to make sure that it's big enough to where the whole family can stay. And I kind of looked at her husband and we started smiling and I said, you know, you might want a big house with like the guest cottage beside it and her husband went yes that is what we want it is totally yeah totally you know I love I love redrumming I I find myself oftentimes on a like a Saturday Mm -hmm. I'll be you know in between football games and I'll flip the switch and I'll go uh, the channel and I'll be like oh my gosh whatever she's making some kind of chowder or something and yes. I have to make it. I'm sitting there taking notes and I'll go in there and make whatever she's making. And it's always so good. It's like good comfort food, you know? Oh, I love a good comfort food. And I'll tell you what I made the other night that I'm going to want to pass on to you because I think your family with your Southern roots would love this. It's so easy, Stephanie. So I took my crock pot put a cup of chicken broth in it, chopped up some green cabbage, put that in, chopped up one onion, put that on top. And then on the very tippy top, chopped up sausage, turkey sausage. I I want that now. Look, just slice up your butter, put it all over the top, salt and pepper and close the lid and turn it on low. I think it was four to six hours. Delicious. Okay. We're going to put that in the show notes for sure. Did I say potatoes? You put the potatoes in the bottom of it. Take two big russet potatoes, dice it up, peel it, dice it up, put it in with the chicken broth, then the the cabbage, then the onion, then the sausage. I love potatoes. I mean, any, any time, like however potato comes, whether it's fried, boiled, mashed, Uh I will take a potato. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me too. Me too. So okay. Good. We got to talk about this before we run out of time. What about this? Only half of teens agree. They feel supported online by their parents. What do you think about that? Like, do you feel like that you are supporting your kids online? So what does that mean? Does that mean like security issues or I'm posting pictures of them without asking? What does that sound Yeah, like? it means all of the above. It means all of the above. So these are Gen Z, which is what both of us have, kids ages 10 to 25. And they're saying that not enough children and teenagers trust their parents to support them online and not enough parents know exactly how to give the support their children need. And I just kind of glanced through this. My mother sent this to me. She sends me the most unique your mom is so cool your mom is so cool I love I love if 
I love how supportive she is to you. Yes. Isn't it great? I know. I always think about that. Okay. This is one thing that it talked about is, okay, online since birth. And I don't see you posting a whole lot of pictures of your kids. I don't post a whole lot of mine either. Um, but this, it's talking about how four out in four out of five 79% of parents post images, videos, or personal information about their kids online, and 39% say it's fine to start posting images of their children as soon as they are born, and they're saying that this, we didn't realize this in the beginning, which I'm so new to Facebook, so I haven't been posting pictures of my kids since they were tiny, but you know, parents are posting everything and they're saying that it is going to affect these kids later in life. For instance, we've all turned on social media and seen a post of Sarah Kate's daughter laid up in the hospital bed with an IV. Okay. Let's say she's had a liver transplant. Okay. Um, 20 years later, she goes to apply for a job and the employer sees her digital footprint and says, whoa, this, she may have some health issues that would keep her from this job long term. It could be detrimental to them getting hired. Well, I can see that because uh, a lot of times now that's how, you know, they find out criminal records, judges. Yes, they're digging through all of it now. So like you can find out what your birthday is. I mean, all sorts of things. And I, and I can see, you know, my kids now they're at a place where they're teenagers. So they're like, and young adults and they're like, just don't post stuff of me. And I get right. that. I'll ask them if it's okay. And then I'll, it'll be like a lesson or something fun or something crazy. We did uh -huh. but, for the most part, you know, in the beginning, Facebook was just like, oh my gosh, just everything, every picture. And it just felt so fun to be able to see everybody's things. Yeah. It felt like I'm a, you know, like a virgin Facebook person, you know, it was just, oh, everything was innocent. And now somebody can climb, you know, up the empire state building without ropes. And you're just like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause not, we're so desensitized. Yeah. Just everything. Now it's you see somebody sad. like dying in the hospital on an IV and you're just, you're not, it's not as shocking. We're so desensitized. No, it's kind of sad. Everything. Isn't it? I just, I'm all, I'm almost ready to go back to the flip phone. I'm so like, I used it as a tool, like for podcasting and yeah. posting things, um, you know, Instagram posts and stuff with my business. But just in general, I am so over all of this, the social media that, um, yeah, I just want to go back to the flip phone. I don't want to feel like this invisible strings attached anymore where people are like, you know, why didn't you answer this? Because you got a text and it went to your watch and then it beat to your, you know, I, I was walking the other day and something said, no one so sent you a text and it reads it out loud. And I just went, ha, ha, I don't <laughs> think so like that. And it said, would you like me to send that reply? And I was like, oh, <laughs> don't even talk. Ah, you know, <laughs> like, this is too much. You know, it's just chasing yes. me on a peaceful walk. I can't take it anymore. It's too much. And I, I don't have an Apple watch. I mean, I'm, I'm so late to the game with technology. Each phase, you know, like I said, I just got on Facebook with this pot because of this podcast a few years ago, but I, I mean, I just think it's really interesting. It's something for everybody maybe to pause before they post. And another thing that 
that I noticed, and I have heard this, and you've probably heard this with your teenagers, is that 72% of Gen Z admit to having tactics to avoid their parents monitoring on social media. Some kids even go above and beyond to avoid detection with 13% using a virtual private network, 9% having a secret device parents don't know about, and 6% performing factory resets on their devices. Well, I'm going to tell you, look, kids, if they, they can outsmart you, they've, you know, technology, this is the world that they grew up in. But for me, I just, I feel like if we go back to the roots of like, just playing games and, and doing things, inserting like family dinners and really just creating like great relationships, then they're not going to feel prone to do all of that, you know? And I always say, I hope, but you know, I always Mm -hmm. say like, whoever you date, like that's, that's a decision that you make that you're going to have to deal with that. Like I'm, I know when they're dating someone that maybe it's not good for them, then it's, it's, um, you know, it's like marrying somebody and it, it affects the entire family. Right. I'm like, look, you know, you can be a rebel and be like, I'm going to date this person. And I'm like, but you're going to have to live with that. So just like with social media, you're going to have to live with that. Like, I don't even, I'm not on Snapchat. I think I have a, uh, TikTok, I've, but I've never, I don't believe I've ever used it. So, but you know, they can always outdo you, but at some point you're just like, okay. <laughs> well, and that that's, that's where I am because I've learned that you really can't as much as you want to monitor. And we have apps on devices, you know, that keep them, you know, our younger set from logging into different things, but you know, in the long run, by the time they're 16, you, you really can't prevent, <laughs> I mean, you just, yeah. as hard as you try and you mean, well, at some point you have to trust and you have to realize, you know, this is their journey. They're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and you just hope that it's, you know, not anything that's too hurtful. So, well, it was funny because my husband, he turns off the internet like around nine and this is yeah. the first time he, they had, he didn't say anything. And the kids, it was so funny because the box is near our bedroom and you could see them come down one at a time (laughs) and they're just snooping around. They're just quietly looking, but they're not asking a question. They're just kind of wondering like what happened. And each kid one by one was down there kind of snooping around. It was hilarious. We were in the bed, just giggling, you know, like teenagers, we were laughing so hard, but it was funny to see like okay, I know I'm supposed to be off the internet by this time, but now it doesn't work. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) What do they say? Um, Your kids won't come out of their room and they won't talk to you. If your teenagers want, just turn the internet off. And then there they, they appear. It's like magic. Yeah. Or -hmm. cooking something, their favorite meal. They're like, something smells good. It's like, oh, yay. You're here. So excited. Yeah, it is funny how that happens. Well, yeah, that's that's the gist of this of this whole article is that you know, maybe we don't need to be sharing all their business in such a public way without yeah. their permission. I think it's, you know, you want to be respectful of your kids just like I want them to be respectful of me. And I think every mom in the world unknowingly has been Snapchatted. <laughs> to a whole group of teenagers. And have you ever had that happen to where you're sitting there, you're in your robe, you look terrible, you're drinking a cup of coffee. And the next thing that, you know, you look up and you say, click. 
<laughs> you have no idea who this picture is going to. Oh, absolutely. The other day, my daughter took the funniest picture of me. I was, I, I was in the back of the car. We were traveling back from San Diego and she just took a picture of me sleeping, you know, like <laughs> yeah. where your mouth's half open. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, okay, because I know my kids will do these things. So I, in my head, I'm not even sleeping well because I'm like, okay, keep your mouth closed, kind of have a slight smile, yeah. all's good, relax. <laughs> and it was on, ended up on her screensaver <laughs> on her phone. I was With like, you like oh, this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Uh, I found well, that I- I found that I definitely have to have a sense of humor with these teens because it's easy yes. to take it personal and get mad. But mm-hmm. you no, know, if you laugh about it, it just, it's so way better. <laughs> it's so way better. I mean, just to laugh at yourself. And I, I am fine with most everything, unless it's something that could cause hurt at some point, you know, and I, I don't like that, you know? Yeah. I came home the other day and there was a couple of them on the roof and I was like, what are you doing? We have those like Italian shingle things because those ceramic, you know, pieces, cause we're in Arizona. And, uh, I was like, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, well, one was on the balcony and we were playing, you know, kind of like chase and hide and seek. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I know they do crazy <sighs> things. And, you, you know, and I'm really talking about like conversations that you think are personal. I don't want anything like that recorded and sent out. Oh, That's gosh. really what I'm thinking about. You know, that you don't want scary, anything like that. It? Yes or, yes. or have you ever had this where you're, you say something like you say someone's name and, and you're having this conversation and it's not even Alexa. It's your, your watch. It's like, would you like me to send that to this person? And I'm like, <laughs> no, oh, dear God, I'll have to move. I know that's what somebody told me. They took their Alexa, unplugged it and buried it under a bunch of blankets in the closet. So mine is just sitting out in the open, plugged up. And Listen it's, to I mean, everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but one day we were talking and Alexa was like, okay, I have it teed up a hundred tea bags. Would you like to order? Just say yes. And I was like, what, what is happening here? Oh my goodness. We live in the era right now of the Jetsons. Remember the Jetsons cartoon? I, I feel that way a lot. Like I'll think about it. Oh, Do you totally. feel that way? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, what is that? Uh, Back to the future the other day. And uh, I was like, I think we're kind of doing some of this stuff here. This is crazy how quickly we acclimate to just, that's why I want to, I feel like we're tethered sometimes to all of the, the technology, even when mm-hmm. we're, you know, yeah. on a trip to relax. Yes. That's why I was so happy to, for this challenge. Like I'm like, somebody please ground me from my phone because it was so <laughs> wonderful. I mean, I don't know why kids get so upset when they get grounded from their phone. It really is. It's, it's a good place to be. And I joke around all the time and say, you know, I should have been Amish. And in some ways it's true. I mean, and my husband, even last night we were walking and we were laughing about, I said, I really, I'm telling you, I should have been Amish. And he goes, you wouldn't want to wear that long wool dress. And I said, but you know what? I would be so happy. Like as soon as it got dark, if we lit a bunch of candles, we all hunker down under some quilts and just read books. I mean, sang songs, played the piano, games. That's just, I I love all that. 
like it felt in the 80s. <laughs> you like know, it you had, felt in the 80s. You know, in the 80s when we had just that one large TV with no, was no remote control. I was the uh -huh. remote control, my dad would always say. And there were four <laughs> channels, you know, like ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS, remember? And only cartoons were on Saturday. And you just yeah. kind of had, you're like, this is kind of how it goes. This is the schedule. And at midnight, the, the shows would just go off the air and just be like those little lines. Remember that? Yes. Yes. And you knew then you're like, it's time to go to bed. You yeah, know, Johnny Carson is gone and the flag would come on. Remember you would get yes, the waving flag, American <laughs> waving flag. <laughs> that meant time to go to bed. And it was what? 10 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Hit the bed. Oh, how yeah. funny. I know. And I'll tell you something else funny, Stephanie. And talking about television in the 80s. So I grew up in Greenville, Mississippi, on, in the Delta on the Mississippi River. And my newscaster, when I was like a junior in high school, was Hoda from the Today Show. Are you serious? I no am way. serious. Is that not the wildest thing? I had no idea. So when you're on the Today Show and you're talking about this, you can oh, say, yeah. Hoda, you were my girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we go yeah. way back, Hoda, way back. That's, That's what I'll a say. small. It is a small world out there. Mm -hmm. So, what are it we going to do? What's going to be our next next big thing? Are we going to get motorcycles and head out across country with the wind in our hair? I was in an RV. I was driving an RV through Idaho, and the Hell's Angels passed me. There must have been thirty of them, and I <laughs> which was like, would terrify me, Stephanie. That would That's terrify me. There's still a thing and they had all their like, you know, their Harley matching. I mean, it was pretty incredible, but, um, I was, I, I just, it was wild. I'm like, I bet that's fun to just to get out there and feel so free like that. Oh, we're going to go cut our hair. It's going to be like this long and we're going to dye it pink <laughs> and then we're going to cut it. We're going to go to Cracker Barrel. We're going to get our outfits and then away we go. I will have to book a cruise. That's another thing we'll have to do is book a cruise. I have never, after. I have never been on a cruise. I love adventure, but I feel like that would hold me back from you know, walking <laughs> on glaciers. And I don't know. What do you think? It would not hold you back. No, it wouldn't. I think, I think you would thrive on a cruise ship. Like I just got a mental image of you <laughs> like dancing in the nightclub under the disco ball. You, Stephanie, you would thrive on a cruise ship. I would ship. thrive there. <laughs> I, we may have to take a group cruise. Wouldn't that be fun? A group girls trip. That would be so fun. You know how like, uh, celebrities will have their own cruise or something like that yes. we could do like this women's like a women's group you know that would just be just packed fun. full of all the fun stuff yes yeah. yes yes I would love that we need to plan something like that we really should if if you are interested in a women's cruise dm us <laughs> just type in cruise <laughs> Type in yes Instagram at Stephanie Pletka cruise. cruise. <laughs> if we get enough of those, we'll just maybe we'll do one. That would be so fun. It oh would be so much fun. Yeah, we're gonna think about that. Okay, so next week we'll be back. We'll be talking about something really interesting. I know it'll be something very important and life changing, no doubt. Like you definitely, will not want to miss this because definitely entertaining for sure. It will be life changing. 
<laughs> All right, friend. I love you. Thank you for today. This has been so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, we'll talk soon. See you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at Life Coach BFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.